Hey guys, if you're wondering how you can support the show, short of just straight up sending us money through Patreon, which we strongly encourage, there is a way at no cost to you. Please leave a comment in the comment section, hit that like button, or just share the podcast word of mouth with your friends or family, or maybe take that opportunity to introduce yourself to that weird neighbor you have. You know, the one that has all those weird pet reptiles, the curtains that never get opened, the car that never leaves the driveway. He's always got the lights on. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. What I'm saying is because of our point of view, we are facing the ever-present looming threat of censorship, shadow banning, and being canceled. So we need your help to get the word out for Liberty Tree. We have some exciting things in the works right now and for the coming year. And if we make them happen, we're all going to get late. We look forward to announcing them soon. So hit that like button, leave a comment, help us spread the word, and question everything always. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Thanks, Mr. Uh, now look, here's a house full of bees. Feels like you think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. I It was very festive. Wasn't it? Yes. That was Las Hermanas Padilla. I heard that song in the truck this morning on the way back from Friedman's. Oh, really? Yeah. Because my phone disconnected from the uh, truck. And yeah. For whatever reason, it's just always on the Mexican music station. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, just mesmerized by that song. It's good. Yeah. I love that old style Mexican music. Yeah. That song is from 1939. Wow. Which explains kind of the recording mm-hmm. quality of it. That wasn't me uh, ripping it off the internet. That was <laughs> <laughs> that's how it was recorded. True to form. <laughs> um, yeah. A couple of sisters from Mexico making it big in L.A. in the 40s. Wow. Yeah. So uh, the World Cup uh, is happening. Right here. Yes. The United States is no longer involved. That's, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, I think you go a little bit uh, overboard with how much you don't like sports. I just, I'm, I'm just unaware of it. I know. <laughs> the, I didn't uh, know it was a World Cup until I went to Thanksgiving. My whole family, everything revolved around watching the games. I think I asked you right before I left. I was like, is it the World Cup? Was that fun? 
What's, what's what? Being at, at uh, Thanksgiving with everyone around and everyone watching the games and just kind of... I, I didn't watch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird because you used to really like watching soccer. the World Cup. Yeah. yeah soccer. We talk about it. We listen to it on the radio. Mm-hmm. And now you just like hate it. That's not true. I just don't pay attention. I don't hate it. It seems like you hate it. It <laughs> seems like care. you go out of really your way. I don't really care what you well, think it, you it seems were in like. Well, you're in your house. You said the whole house was revolving I wasn't in around the... I was outside. <laughs> on purpose, because there was soccer going on inside. No, I was on... Uh, we went up looking for deer in the side-by-side. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, I wanted, that's not why I brought up <clears throat> soccer. Um... The this World Cup was the wokest sporting event in the history of the world. I heard that too. Right? Well, you probably heard it because I've been talking about it mm-hmm. for a while, and you listen most of the time when I talk <laughs> on the podcast. So at least that half. could be where you heard it. I don't know. I know when you, when I start talking about sports, you just completely turn, tune out and shut off because you're so anti. But the uh, this is a hill you're dying on in your head. But continue. <laughs> The, I heard the fucking most annoying, it just, it, you, when you think it can't get woker and stupider, and I'm not talking about sports, I'm talking about the world Mm -hmm. in general. It's like every day. That that, that is a bar that is set very high. Fucking, they keep jumping over it. It's amazing. It's like they're setting world records every day with just... (laughs) woke stupidness so anyways we're the game was starting and you know they play the national anthems before each team's before uh for each game of each team do they i <laughs> no seriously i would assume that like that didn't happen or there'd be some kind of political spin on it or something <laughs> yes they do they okay well yeah brace yourself okay um so they're getting ready to do the first team's national anthem and the announcer comes on and says in english so i assume man that's i I don't don't think they did in different languages but presume everyone in the world speaks english i guess comes on and he says ladies and gentlemen would you please stand if you're able for the national anthem of Brazil or whatever. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what it's come to now. Like before, because the world used to be so and racist you wonder why I don't and, watch sports. and ableist before it used to be, you will stand motherfucker. I don't care if you have legs or not. You're standing. Somebody rip that guy out of his wheelchair. Make him stand for the national anthem. How dare you? How dare you sit down in that wheelchair that you lost your legs fighting for your country over? God. So now we have to tell people, please stand. Uh, not you, sir. No, no. You, you're not able. Uh, you, you just remain sitting. If you're able, guys. If you're able. Put him God. back down. Put him back down. Jeez, you guys. Ugh, it. I think my wife had to leave the room for a while. I was because of that or your rant. I was raging. <laughs> I was going off on this. I was so angry. You think like I'd be immune to it and come to just accept it, but it's it's especially hard for me when this stuff in uh, interferes in sports because you see what they're doing. They're trying to take the last bastion of meritocracy mm-hmm. that the world knows. 
mm-hmm. and use it against us. And they're trying to introduce these uh, equity into sports where it does not belong. It does not work. It, all it can do is ruin, ruin the sport. And that to me is just, it's, it's an ultimate sin against humanity. So anyways, I would agree with that sentiment and it probably has at least something to do with me not watching sports. I'm sure it does. Actually. I, I think that's probably the majority of it. Um, cause I know I've seen your progression. Uh, it's that, and it's just, I can't handle the production and as it just, there's just, well, I've always hated watching football just because it's a guy does a two yard run and they show another angle of it, another angle of it. And then 30 seconds of the coach, like shaking his clipboard. It's like, shit. the actual game looks very exciting, but that seems to be 4% of the three hour bog broadcast that you're subjected to when you watch it. Soccer. I just, all the diving just drove me nuts. It's like, I just, I kind of tuned out after that and just, I don't know. It just seems to be a, a constant deviation away from the actual essence of the sport, which I actually like sports. I love playing sports, played them every sport growing up, but yeah, plus I just, I don't know. Watching TV doesn't really do anything for me. Um, so to me, <clears throat> yeah, I hear, I hear all of those things about stop. I hear all those things. And the, uh, the part of it that to me is so important is that what we're repli- replicating in sports is, violence war um tribalism Mm -hmm. and we're using that instead of actually going to war with our neighbors right it's a proxy for actual violence i mean even in baseball you look at like what is the the replay that everyone even people who aren't sports fans the replay that they see is either a collision at home plate Mm -hmm. or a brawl (laughs) right that's what people want to see the decay of society <laughs> no they want to see violence okay right? they want to see the the thing that this sport is supposed to be replacing the closer it gets to that thing the better that's i think why nfl is so why not popular. just why not just watch the ufc people do yeah no it's a huge sport yeah. it is and it is that same thing for people it's that same proxy you get to you know act out in your mind the uh, the fights that you that you never actually have most people don't and uh you know hockey so explain curling so what are the replays that you see if there was a brawl between two curling teams (laughs) did you see that curling match last dude he took that broom and just swiped the guy right across the face with it (laughs) uh uh, well while we're on the subject i didn't even mean to go here but i have a prediction to make okay it's a sports prediction it is discouraging and hazardous occupation because the profit invariably falls between the futures now, old man. The prediction is this ice hockey is not going to be a sport in 10 years. Okay. Well, professional ice hockey is not going to be a thing. Okay. I'm talking bankruptcy of the league. Okay. All right. It's already like the least popular of the big sports. That's weird, because if I had to watch a team sport, it would probably be hockey. Right. Yeah. Well, what's happening to hockey? I have no idea. So there's a great movie called Ice Guardians, mm-hmm. and the movie Goon, like one of my favorite movies. One of the greatest movies of all time. All time. I just told someone that. like it, That movie is so great. <laughs> my friend who's kind of an elitist goes, it's just so dumb. I'm like, 
yeah, I'm not arguing the intellectual merits <laughs> of the movie Goon. I mean, it's no Schindler's List. But. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that movie was made by uh, Jay Baruchel. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say his name. He was the best friend in the movie. Oh, okay. And I think he, he was a producer of it or he directed it maybe, but he's also made- This documentary? He, no, uh, Goon, I think. Oh, really? I, I Don't quote me on that, okay, but I believe you. he was involved in that because he also made this documentary. Gotcha. And the documentary was about how uh, you're, they're taking fighting out of hockey. Oh, okay, I've heard you talk about this before. And they're doing that to try to make the game woker, essentially. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're doing it because mom, you know, soccer moms complain that there's fighting in hockey. And it's like, why, you know, <laughs> just it's like complaining that there's fighting in boxing. Just change the channel, Karen. There's an easy solution. Exactly. <laughs> right. But so this is happening. And now not only is it uh, making hockey less enjoyable, it's making hockey more dangerous. And there are more concussions now than there ever were before because mm-hmm. the game is faster and you don't have enforcers out on the ice like yeah. leveling the, you know, making sure everyone's staying in check. Keeping people in check. Out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so anyways, that guy, Jay Baruchel, he, uh, he, I found this little clip of this interview with him and he's talking about um, mm-hmm. exactly what I'm saying right here. What's happening to hockey. It's whitewashed and it's dumbed down and it's a bit boring and they seem to kind of, they seem to remove what's interesting about it time and time again. I take issue with where it's at, with what they've done to to the game. Now, again, I'm just some lunatic at the back of the bar hollering at the TV with this with this stuff, you know? Like I'm not I'm not trying to legislate anything. But I I I I was bred to hate the Americanization of the NHL and, and the game of hockey. And and I have and as a Canadian hockey fan not a Canadian's hockey fan. As a Canadian hockey fan, I am constantly given all of these, the, the sort of message that is, the, the, the messaging is that we are not as big a deal as the States. We never, the expansion teams always go down there and the thing is ballooning to us. Like we don't need this many teams and we don't need a league this big. Um, the only way it should get any bigger is if we put more teams in Canada. It's also, the best hockey of the year is consistently junior hockey, and it's way more entertaining, way more on the line, um, and and it's just way more fast-paced and less, you know. And and and, and the NHL, it's like, you know, you, you you have to suffer through a very long season uh, to get to 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 get to the hockey that everybody wants to see. Hmm. He wasn't speaking about the violence here, but he's talking about the just the way that the league is. I think falling apart. The Americanization. Yes. Is it what he's referring to? Right. Which goes hand in hand with this, you know, we got to get the violence out. I mean, they they do it in every sport. We can't have collisions in home plate anymore Mm -hmm. in baseball and fighting now in the NBA gets you like banished from the league. Mm -hmm. And that used to be, you know, something that these men (laughs) would do. (laughs) I mean, they, they had, they did it for the same reason they did it in hockey. Like you're not allowed to be just mouth off and be a bitch yeah. without having to face the consequences. Yeah. Well, we obviously we can't deal with consequences in our society anymore. <laughs> no one's allowed to, you know, take responsibility for anything they do. But anyways, everything just, is shitty now. <laughs> There's just nothing you can do. And it's just going to get shittier, eventually disappear. It's just going to be one giant whitewashed, banal, boring, Karen approved suburban soccer mom bullshit sport. 
This is becoming a. It's all going to be curling. <laughs> it's all curling, anyways. <laughs> so, have, did you see lately or over the holidays the White House um, released a an official list for? I guess assuming that everyone is a dyed in the wool lefty Democrat, a list you could take to the holiday dinner table, really, and approach your like, what they call the conservative your conservative uncle with it. It's basically it's a list of talking points. Hold um, on, yeah, I need a palate cleanser before you do that. Yes, let's start the show. Good morning. Time to get up and go to work. I'm sweating from that World Cup rant. (laughs) (laughs) Karine Jean-Pierre actually tweeted this list and it said, it's hard to quit talking politics cold turkey, even at Thanksgiving. Talk to your family from across the aisle and across your dinner table with this cheat sheet, which is just hilarious in so many different different ways. Well, it makes sense though because when the founding fathers laid out the roles of all the different branches of government, one of the most important roles of the executive branch was to uh, a little indoctrination card, give you around talking points uh, for your family dinners. Not think about, but talk about the finer virtues and accomplishment of said giant bloated mission creep government that we're all all under. What the fuck? All right, let's hear it. It's it's also kind of hilarious to me that you think about like listen if you if you need a three by five card like a cheat sheet to engage people in political discussion (laughs) if they are at all informed you are not going to win that argument (laughs) what a move though next family dinner so like christmas dinner just show up with like a stack of like five or six just blank index cards Uh just have them like uh like stacked up next to you. So, um, oh God, like Trump's running again. <laughs> Thoughts? I brought some notes uh, for dinner. Hope, hope everyone else is prepared. I actually used to be in a band. So uh, I think it was like Yale University or Harvard or something like that. This was must have been six, seven years ago. They did this. They sent their students home with an actual place. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, remember? And it was like a placemat yes. of like liberal talking <laughs> points to approach your. So you could tell your conservative dad who's paying 80 grand a year for you to go to said school. Right. They sent you home with a placemat that you could bring up with your you know, dad or uncle or whatever. And, but we thought about as a band, we were going to counteract that because what's the surefire way that you could win an argument? Just by pure stupidity and ignorance. Yeah. And so true. we had all these responses to their responses. So they say, like, yeah, dumb enough. Did you know co- currently at the border, like, blah, blah, blah? And then the response would be like, yeah, I mean, world's a crazy place, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we had one that was just like, give me a, give me a sweet, like, liberal talking point. Um, you know, women should have the right to do with their bodies whatever they, whatever they feel. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We never made it. We should have. By the way, my uh, <clears throat> my point of view on that is that women should not. <laughs> gotcha. So, gotcha. Okay, just to clarify. Yeah, I know. I know. What, I know what kind of a placemat you got over. Oh there. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I actually went through these. I mean, most of these you can refute off the top of your head. As stupid as the existence of this list is, so uh, the first one it said tackling inflation and lowering costs. I saw that. I'm like, I just paid eight dollars for a loaf of bread at the store yesterday. So I'm interesting to see like what their points, their talking yeah, points are. To this this is gonna gotta be good. So 
one of the things they said, gas prices are down $1.35 since June. Okay. That's okay. true. Yes. Good. Actually, this, <laughs> is, pretty, this is pretty good. Yes. <laughs> we can use that. <laughs> Ignoring the fact that in June of it 2022, was $9 that, a gallon, <laughs> the national average was $4.94. They were currently at $3.84. They were changing out the infrastructure of gas stations so they could it, post high enough prices. If every night I come home from work and I both choke and kick my wife. And I go like, I stopped choking my wife. You're still kicking her is the yes. problem. That's like, you, sh- you shouldn't be doing any I mean, of these yeah, things. Yeah. It's good that you stopped choking. <laughs> it's however, in the yeah. right direction. <laughs> however, two years ago, you weren't doing either one of those things. And that's kind of the point. So if you go back to spring of 2020, the national average was $1.94. So we went from $1.94 to $4.94 to $3.84. That's not an accomplishment. Right. It's a good strategy. Factually, it, factually they're correct. It's a good strategy. If you know that you're going to fuck things up so bad that gas is going to be at three ninety four, dollars <laughs> what would be smart is to artificially push it to four fifty. dollars uh-huh. Then you can roll it back. And, and then, then you'll have a got, talking point. Who's got two thumbs and just lowered gas prices? <laughs> this guy right here. <laughs> two words. I just lowered gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually uh, like six words. I think. Okay, whatever, dude. Don't be, don't be an ultra mega conservative. Uh, the next talking point: unsnarling supply chains to lower the cost of goods. That doesn't really mean uh, anything. It's not really quantified <laughs> anything. But we give this literary treat. We walk out your front door like I just without doing any research, and I did do some research. I'm just, I I kind of categorically know that to not be true. And even if it was C.1, the, yeah. in June, or <laughs> there was no snarling to begin with, all right? The, the snarling is the problem. <clears throat> I'm glad you're unsnarling them as you go forward, but you still are to blame for a so large proportion of Here's that. the talking point to that talking point is, like, you know, Uncle John, they have been unsnarling the supply chains to lower the cost of goods, and they're done. They, that's the only fact they know. Then you can go like, well, Tyler or Colin or Becca, whatever your dumb fucking millennial name your parents bestowed you with. <laughs> Energy has rose by 59%. Industrial metals have risen 28%. And agriculture and livestock has risen by 23%. So I don't know. What's explained, maybe I just don't know the definition of unsnarling. I'm definitely going to need the placemat to remember those statistics. Yes. We will have them printed up at libertytreelifestyle.com Excellent. along with all your needed holiday apparel yes and if you need something to wrap it in do pick out some good conspiracy theory wrapping paper which is also for sale there oh what's the new one uh bird surveillance birds nice and the kyle rittenhouse uh wrapping paper still available too i believe (laughs) in two colors (laughs) that one made me some new friends and lost me some, <laughs> some oh, friends. <laughs> I ran into one of those old friends at the uh, market on my way over here today. Remember, I mean, to tell you about it later. <laughs> um, also, I mean, this is, you can just look the. this is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics from April in 2020 to 2022, the gas, and we already went through gas prices, but the gas per therm has risen from 104 to 141. Uh, it also rose um, from 399 to 441. That is uh, piped, uh, like thermoelectricity 
they do it by the 30 kilowatt. I don't, I don't really fully understand that. Yeah. But for all those wondering where I get this information, this is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Not exactly a right-wing bastion of conspiracy theory. No. Um, <laughs> this one's interesting. We are saving Americans up to $3,000 on hearing aids. Okay. All right. I good. I don't think I have an argument. As we approach, that. you know, double digit inflation, uh, soaring energy and fuel costs, uh, we're poking the second, the world's second largest nuclear superpower with a proxy war, and the very real looming possibility of the complete crash for financial and housing market. This just seems like a weird hill to die on, even if it is true. Let's just assume it is true, but. I don't know. We're looking at a complete like societal collapse here eventually. Like we're seeing the beginnings of it. And it's just an odd silver lining to point out to someone. That one needs to be at the very end of the list because after you've gotten your ass kicked on all the other items. Like, oh, none of these are true. Okay. Like, fine. But you cannot keep this one from me. I got one. We are saving everything you said is true. But however, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we are saving thousands of dollars on hearing aids. Mm -hmm. Put that in your pipe and smoke Uh it, John. Besides that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? (laughs) (laughs) He took on Big Pharma and won. Yeah. Where do you want to start with this one? (laughs) What? Dude, are you, you know, sure I, this isn't a list of things not to bring up? <laughs> <laughs> See, I, did, I can't tell what's a psyop or not. I mean, but right. this was put this was put out on Twitter by Karine Jean Pierre. Although, I mean, she's dumb as a sack of hammers. I mean, second to Kamala Harris, I wouldn't doubt. I, I, can't, I just I can't I can't keep track. Do you know after the vaccine rollout? Well, are we assuming that these people are <clears throat> actually doing their own like thinking on this stuff? I mean, we know the president isn't no like when the president says the pandemic is over then the white house comes out and says no it isn't yeah it's like well who is that exactly yeah and i would think who is doing these tweets who is doing this list who are we talking about if china moves on taiwan will we go to war with china absolutely Uh, or not house (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he misspoke like, this is. It used to be that the would, White House would we was, engage in a hot war with Russia. Absolutely, if that's what it takes. Uh, well, he didn't really mean that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you know we created? Speaking of uh, Biden's war on billionaires and taking on big pharma, uh, we created nine new billionaires. The pandemic did uh, due exclusively to the vaccine, worth nineteen point three billion dollars. Really. Hmm. And in 2021, Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson recorded record profits, uh, $22 billion and $21 billion respectively in that year, which was a record for both those country, uh, comp- companies due specifically to the vaccine. Hmm. So I don't know. Can you think of any reason why someone would say that he took on big pharma and won? No. Me neither. No, uh, I'm kind of at a loss. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if I'll give you the I'll give you the hearing aids one, but yeah. Uh, question in the back. Yes. Well, Might. maybe a suggestion here. Maybe he took them on and won in the sense that he forced them to increase production tenfold, which has never been done in American history, so they can produce the most vaccines in the shortest amount of time. I'd say that's a point in my category because if you're you're 
mass producing all these vaccines and then forcing people to take something. We will get there if you want to, but forcing someone to take a vaccine that doesn't work and is dangerous and you were lobbied by the pharmaceutical industry to force that on people. Yeah, I don't. No, but I'm just saying something that they're proud of. Like we took them on and won. Yeah, but like, what did the, you took them on because they didn't want to produce millions and millions of shots and make billions of dollars. No, of course <laughs> over not. <it>. No. <laughs> no, they're there to serve the people. Yeah, we could use yeah. a day off over here. If you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no. You're getting oh, right no. back to work making billions Burn of dollars, the mister. At both ends there, <laughs> and mister. I will not rest Big until both of you are billionaires. <laughs> you hear me? <clears throat> Uh, he worked with Republicans to rebuild America's infrastructure, uh, providing high-speed internet. I would <laughs> would argue there's a stronger. That's not the government's job is to provide high-speed internet for everyone. Nor would they actually. I, there's no way they actually did that. No, yeah, there's well, there's that part too. There's a the very high incentive for internet companies to provide high-speed internet already. We yeah, don't need like, the government. It's like there's a like a market. They're part of, but like a, there's like a certain freedom yeah. in the market of, of said market, something like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, they're providing high speed. It's like they were like like driving the trucks down the the neighborhoods, running uh, uh, fiber optics to all these houses, mm-hmm. and the government was just like standing behind the truck, being like, "Yeah, get them, <laughs> you do it, get them the internet." <laughs> Uh, Another job well done. What's next? They are investing in passenger and rail and rail transit. I don't know how many times we've gone through. (sighs) No one is interested (laughs) in more choo-choo trains. (laughs) Like this fascination that the government and particularly lefties have with trains is the most. My son is over it. Like he's nine years old. He got (laughs) Thomas the trains. Like I just I'm done. Like no one rides this shit. (laughs) We're moving on to Top Gun. (laughs) <laughs> and so to actually to draw a parallel, like, you know, we said I'm, there is a very, very high motivation for private companies to provide us with high speed Internet efficiently and at a competitive cost, which those are two things that do not enter the lexicon of anyone involved in big government is we can compare your the hypothetical Internet example because they're not going to provide anything with. We went through a couple of episodes ago, the California bullet train. AKA the regular speed train. It was supposed to be $33 billion and done by 2020. It's up to $113 billion. Not a single track is laid. They say maybe by 2050, all the engineers and managers involved said like at this rate, not even in this century. (laughs) And we are spending $1.8 million a day to not do anything, to just manage things and send drawings back and forth, shuffle papers papers back and forth. So, when I tell people, people go, well, I think government would be great if they did this and provide internet. I'm like, okay, but let's just look at some track record of what we have. Yeah. Like, can you, when we look at you know, things like the homeless industrial, these, all these things become industrial complexes, the railway yeah. industrial complex, the homeless industrial complex. Yeah. You know, when LA is building 450 foot square apartments for three quarters of a billion each. And you're like, I could build that for 120 grand. Like, where where is all that money going? And it's t- and it's always double, double, triple the cost. It's always double the timeline if it gets done. And it's all just bureaucratic waste yeah. and just complete. It's corruption. No bid contracts. I mean, on and on and on. We talk about these things all the time. Yeah, Gavin Newsom <laughs> just actually uh, committed one billion dollars that California used to have and now doesn't now doesn't we're we're at a surplus a couple years ago now we're spending a billion dollars to address homelessness in california and what does that mean 
Exactly what you just said. There's a homeless industrial complex. There's a homeless industrial complex. We're going to give that industry a billion dollars so that they can... What? So when we shuffle some fucking papers around, give glad hand deals to contractors, mm-hmm. and nothing is going to change. In fact, mark my words, that billion dollars is going to make the problem worse. Absolutely. Because what is their industry? Homelessness. Do they want less homelessness yeah. or more? Yeah. Right? That billion dollars is going to grow homelessness in California. It's like you and I going out there and building all of the houses. Like, well, now I'm screwed. <laughs> like, I have a motivation <laughs> to have more houses to build. <laughs> an odd metaphor but <laughs> <laughs> they worked with okay another another talking point actually because this is going to dovetail to what you're just saying but they worked with republicans to make more in america this is using their words and they passed the chips and science act have you ever heard of this no yeah this no. one kind of got passed silently in the night okay uh, Wait, is, this, is this thing that pelosi just made a whole bunch of money on like she bought nvida like a month before mike you can't just demonize people that are really good investors like this. That's the free market at work. She, she has and a gift. Paul Pelosi, who <laughs> just had a violent gay tryst in his house, and, and we're no. still getting about <laughs> It's not in the news anymore, so it never happened. Did you say a violent gay tourist? Tryst. Tryst? Yeah. What's a tryst? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, back to Nancy and her the, the, genius the investing. Chi- Chips and Science Act. Yes, it is, Mike. It's the semiconductor uh, investment that, not Nancy, Paul Pelosi made a ton oh, of money on. Oh, that's different, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, she has insider information. That would be yeah. illegal and wrong in a lot of ways, but he doesn't. When, when it comes down to kitchen table issues at the old Pelosi household and their quaint little... I've heard that San they Francisco apartment. I've heard that they don't like to talk about like well politics or, that would be, or business or that would be unethical. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, right. Right. I believe them. So and this isn't just Democrats, because all Democrats but forty one Republicans quietly passed this. This was last August. And this would approve two hundred and eighty billion dollars to bolster the semiconductor industry. And when I see these things, just because of well, what's kind of started this podcast as I go like I'm going to look into this because that sounds kind of benign and semi-innocent. I was like, I bet you if you look into this, there's going to be just complete fuckery within 20 minutes of research. Would you not agree? I don't know anything about it, and I know that that is the case. Yes. (laughs) So if you look into the details of this act, it states that over the next few years, this act would provide $67 billion. I mean, still not as much we sent to Ukraine. In dollars, not FTX crypto capital, by the way. <laughs> and out of that $280 billion of research, this would all go to combating, combating homeless no, climate, climate change. I knew it. Climate change. Littering and littering and So this sets the, sets the stage that, given that Congress falls through with its vision of the bill, this is just the beginning. And this would spend an estimated $80 billion per year, which is closer to what we sent to Yeah, that's more like it. Yeah. And... And all total, this this amount would exceed the GDP of 102 out of the 192 countries that signed um, the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. This puts them on track to spend half a trillion dollars by the end of this decade. I mean, th- those numbers are, aren't shocking. You can't yeah. shock me with numbers anymore. Yeah. 
This, you know, it just means nothing. Not yeah. us, but we talk about things all the time. We we bring up all the time when we talk about what we're going to bring up on this podcast. And I go like, I just, I don't know. It seems like redundant. Like how many times have we said this, but then we walk out of this room and go have lunch somewhere and just run into someone. And they're like, I, I've never heard of that before. Like yeah. vaccine adverse event. Like what? Is that a thing? No, yeah. you hear like these asymptomatic racism. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> you hear about these soccer players like dropping in? No, no, nothing, nothing like that. You didn't hear about uh, this Paul Pelosi thing? He made like five hundred million dollars on the semiconductor stock trade. Nothing. You you haven't heard anything about this. It's so <clears throat> infuriating because here we have a semiconductor shortage in the country apparently right mm-hmm. that was what was happening during the pandemic right um because of covid because of covid mm-hmm. yeah exactly not because of you know, how, you know how viruses they just wreak havoc on semiconductors yeah <laughs> <laughs> they get inside all the little connections and the oh, and oh the gizmos we, yeah willy nilly like <laughs> i don't fully understand it's <laughs> junk science <laughs> and so we can't just Make it so that it's... Go on there. <laughs> Go in the Pelosi house, have sexy time, or what have you. <laughs> I'll take my answer off the air. <laughs> we, you know, we can't just say, like, hey, semiconductor industry, like, have at it. Yeah. Make as many as you can. You know, there's a huge shortage, which means that the demand is through the roof, and there would just be so much incentive to get into that. Yeah. But because of the bureaucratic mess that we've created on in almost every industry, it just opens it up. People th- need the government or want the government to solve it. So what do they do? They come up with a way to spend $60 billion on this industry. A year. That, that doesn't... A year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 67. That doesn't need any help. Yeah. Like, just open it up the, the, the doors and let them... Well, if you, if you look into what they have passed, silent Democrats and Republicans, everyone, it's just, everyone's on board. This is not a right versus left thing. Is It is the beginnings with the vision expanded out to the end of the decade, and that's where they're spending half a trillion dollars. It's basically, it's the Green New Deal. It's AOC's Green New Deal. Right. The thing that we looked at as proposed in its whole, in its entirety, and we went, that's abhorrent. Like, yeah. no one wants this. And they go, you know what? We'll change the name and spread it out over a couple yeah. of years. And, Tie uh, it to something that's in the news that's a shortage right now. Semiconductors. Semiconductors. Yeah. yeah. And then it's so easy to look at. When we talked about the people that were voting in the midterms. I'm like, you know, when you think you're voting for, like, uh, money for children. <laughs> right. <laughs> Read the second line where it goes, all this money goes into the general fund, which is or, unfunded pension liabilities and no bid, you know, corrupt no bid contracts. You have this. Uh, you don't have to read it. Actually, I could save you some time. Just read the title, <laughs> whatever it's called. Inflation Reduction Act. Flip that around backwards. Yes. There you have the answer. Exactly. What it's actually Exactly. So just like we have all this military industrial complex where we're spending $300 million a day in Afghanistan, yeah. we just sent that we know of $90 billion to Ukraine. It's a military industrial complex. There's a homeless industrial complex. We have Gavin Newsom uh, pledging to put a billion dollars to fix homelessness. Remember, he was in governor. He, when you and I lived in San Francisco, he was the governor. What, what was his pledge about the homeless? He was going to eradicate He was going to eradicate homeless. How's yeah. that going? So here we are, 15, 20 years well, later. He didn't have enough money. Yeah. He he goes, if he could have spent more money. I'm going to need another billion dollars to do Dude, that. Dude, I remember hearing that, and this is how naive I was. I remember hearing that. You and I both. And thinking, yeah. you know what? 
Yeah. I mean, why not? Let's let's just eradicate it. Someone can do it. I, I think yep. the guy could probably pull it off, you know, or I, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Let's see. Mm-hmm. And the the reality was there was never any intention in the first place no. to eradicate it. It was all just a giant. For those of you. He was basically starting a start. It was a startup. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was this almost industrial startup. <laughs> <laughs> It's basically if Twitter produced uh, hypodermic needles and piles of feces, <laughs> Gavin <laughs> some startup. Exactly. You take Instead what it's social media. You take what it's called. Do the exact opposite. There you have it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if there was like a bill that was like the communism for Nazis and pedophiles bill, mm-hmm. like that one you could support because it's uh, that's going to be a good bill. <laughs> you take the opposite of that. And like I think we might actually have something here. <laughs> There's something going on with these guys, and I like it. <laughs> so for those of you that aren't privy to the living conditions right now in the San Francisco Bay Area, that are not around the West Coast, we are, and it is has one of the worst homeless problems in the country. What many people say is the worst. California currently has it from what I, I don't have these stats in front of me, but in California, we have over half the homeless population of the entire country. Well, the weather's better. No, that's, that's not why. Yeah. It's because we have a homeless industrial complex and people profit off not solving the problem. That's why we're in this position. I mean, the weather and doesn't just, hurt. And just, right? When we say just, just look at the track record. Gavin Newsom planned to eradicate homeless. Is, is, that, is that problem better or worse now? Yeah. It's, it's worse on I, levels of magnitude that are hard to even estimate. Yeah. And now he's asking for another billion dollars to end the homelessness. So... For those of you like every, by the way, every city in California uh, is tr- trying to give San Francisco a run for its money. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. L A. and like just any big any city over any one any one party state, which that's starting to change a little bit. But yeah, if you look like Portland, Seattle, places like that, it's just getting horrifically worse. So the reason why I bring this up for those of you. These are your talking points when you talk to these like blue-pilled NPCs that want what it comes down to. Do you want more of this in your life? By that, I mean the state, the government, federal power, more of a role in your life. We talked about before the reason why politics has gotten so nasty and people have have like a kind of a it's just this religious zeal to politics is we wouldn't have that if the government didn't have such a large role in our life. That's the problem with these things. We wouldn't be out in the middle of the street screaming at the sky and spinning in circles because the wrong person is the, got, just got elected, which I know sounds hyperbolic. That actually happens if you look at the, the day that Trump won the election. Yeah. So look at this on like a larger scale. And if you, if you guys, I'm just trying to make, help people make these connections because it's, we get branded and painted into a corner as being like wingnut right wingers, whatever. It's like, what I'm saying is we're all in this together. And as we said in the last packet, we're all, it's all a job. We're all getting fucked on this. And this is, it comes down to taking our shit and wasting it and giving it to other people. So for the fifth year in a row, the Pentagon failed to balance its budget. Uh, after I got a congressional audit, they cannot account for trillions of dollars and are sitting on estimated $3.7 trillion in liabilities. Just like money, trillions of dollars. Like we don't know, we don't know 
where it went. Yeah. Trillions of dollars. Yeah. That's our money. We pay for that. We pay for it in two ways. By our taxes, half your shit getting taken away from you, and by the inflation that affects us by them just printing more money. Yeah. We'll just give them... They just asked for, and they will get approved for, $800 billion budget for this year. That money has to come from somewhere. Even, even the idea... Even of printing it out of thin air, which we did, we printed $9 trillion and just threw it into the economy. That's why, to go back to what we were talking about before, that's why I just paid $8 for a loaf of bread. That so is inflation. You, It doesn't even make a dent to me anymore. Like you saying that, oh, they're, I know. they have, haven't balanced their budget in five years. And it's only, only five years? I mean, why would they ever... Yeah. balance it yeah. what incentive do they have to balance it yeah so six years ago as, they had a as you, as you like, bring, why would as, they do that as you bring up before you always say like yeah they just jumped the shark they're like you know what fuck you yeah yeah we didn't do it well what even do you, the what idea do do about it the, even the idea and i we think we needed 800 billion dollars too by the way and you will give it to us even the idea of the congress auditing them you know and i, I think i said something on twitter uh jake shields was was talking about it and i just said how cute that the federal government audits itself <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, what are they going to spank the Pentagon? I don't I had, I, I had a studio musician, I had a studio musicianship class in college where you graded yourself at the end of every class. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know, Phil, I, I hit it out of the park. Again. I got to say, you know, I was struggling there for a minute, uh, but I really turned things around I mean, on perseverance alone. A plus, 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 uh, <laughs> I'm not going to make it next week, just so y'all know. I got, <laughs> I got something on the books. So, but great. But yourself. rest easy. How much money did you spend for that class that you gave yourself a grade? <laughs> <laughs> rest easy. I, mean, I just, I know you know this already, but I could save you a little money <laughs> next time <laughs> and just have you stay home for that class. Yes. Yes. So when when we see stories about the Biden administration hiring eighty seven thousand new IRS agents and arming them, and they're talking about a war on billionaires, yet their policies created more billionaires. Who are their friends? Who are their friends? <laughs> We're going to take a war, this war to our friends, and for you, they're going to suffer. Don't you worry. For you people, know. For you, for you people that think like, no, they're good, they're going to tax the rich. We've talked to us before. Like there was a provision in there to not increase audits on people making under four hundred thousand dollars a year, and they said, nope. You know what? That with arming these new IRS agents and put this in comparison to the Pentagon losing trillions of dollars and right. asking for it and getting approved for a budget of eight hundred eighty billion dollars, eight hundred billion dollars is what they're concentrating on is. There's a focused effort to come after people having tra uh, financial tra transactions over $600 on Venmo right now. That's, yeah. what, that's what they're concentrating on. Yeah. So it's like waiters, Uber drivers, hairstylists. Like that's who they're coming after. Right. It's. I bring this up. Yeah. So when you say like. Spoiler I, alert. They're like, not going after their friends. <laughs> yes. And so when you shrug, you're like, I, I'm not even surprised by this. Neither am I. I was reading all this stuff. I was like, yeah, this is, I, I probably, you know, I, I tweaked the numbers in my head a little bit, but yeah, this is pretty much what I thought. But these are the things that you need, you got to make when you talk to these blue pill NPC people that bring up all this nonsense at the fucking holiday table. And you go like, hey, try to help people make this connection. And actually, if I can maybe just like a little <laughs> bit of advice, this is how I think everyone should approach that. Make fun of these people. Yes. Th these people don't 
call them, you know, if you are in a conversation with someone that might be a little bit more uh, to the left than you, you know, don't demonize the people that they're defending. Mm -hmm. Make them look silly. You know, make fun of them. It's so easy to do. I mean, it's the the low hanging fruit is off the charts. Yeah, as we always say, when you you meet someone and all of their every single opinion they have magically lines up perfectly with on mainstream media. You just go like, you're almost rubbing your hands. Like this is going to be easy. Humor. I I can clearly tell that you have not had any critical thought, any unique thought of your own, unless, unless you are a statistical anomaly, you have never come to these on your own accord. You're being force fed a narrative and you just vomit it back out. And that's one of the easiest things to kind of deconstruct. Yeah. If you can be funny and be, you know, make fun of these people, it's the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down and, you know, expose these uh, jokers for the the clowns that they are and the, the emperor who has no clothes. That's how you can actually make some progress with your lefty relatives and not ruin your Christmas dinner at the same time. <laughs> it's already ruined because you're not vaxxed, so you might as well have some fun with it. Got something to say about that. But first. Uh, Did you hear about the anti-vaxxer in Germany? Yes. Who got six months probation for jabbing like people saline solution? 3,000, no, like 8,000. Let me see, I pull over. 8,600 elderly patients with saline solution. I did. This is really not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> okay, so I am of the belief that this person uh, should go to jail for that. Why is that? Well, if. If I go to you to have you inject something into me, I got you, yeah. And you give me something else, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, she probably thought she was doing it for the right reasons and, you know, bless her soul, maybe she was. Do you put um, this But part- if you're doing that, you you do the crime, you do you pay the you know, you pay the time. It's yeah. it's uh even if you were doing it for the right reasons and did save lives, I still think uh I do know anecdotally hypothetically in Minecraft that oh boy, <laughs> these incidents weren't beholden only to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> really? So people uh, intentionally not giving well, the, the people that the said patient wanted that service. Well, okay, yeah. yeah. If that's the case, right. I'm all for it. Right. Yeah. What's interesting about this, though, is that you know Germany was a pretty lockdown heavy COVID. Very much so, yeah. COVID regime heavy place. You would think someone that did something this wrong, this bad, Mm -hmm. totally against the consequences would be a little more severe. They would be, right? Right. Here's my theory. Okay. Of the 8,600 patients, none of them died of COVID. Because if they had, that would make it into this article. Ah, for one, yes, right. If one of those eighty six hundred patients died of, oh yeah, COVID, gotcha, and she would probably get the electric chair, right. And there would be a huge 
Yeah, like think about it. I like your angle on this, man. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's my. That's a good. That's a great goddamn point. <laughs> it, right? It's good, dude. I'm thinking that this is. Yeah, it's it's so hard for me because I do think she should go to jail for this. <laughs> but what she also did was prove that all those people were not really. Yeah. In danger of <laughs> dying from COVID. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's a good perspective, man. I like that. <laughs> you put yeah. her on on the same level as that that city employee. I can't remember what state he's in. Who was systematically getting rid of all the fluoride in the water supply for like thirty years? No, I think I think that guy because uh, people weren't asking for fluoride, right? In fact, I mean, who, no one wants fluoride in their water. I happen to love aluminum byproducts in my water. <laughs> you can do that on your own <laughs> at your tap. Have at it. Smelt away in your garage. Exactly. Your neighbors might not be into it. How fucked up is that that they just they just put fluoride in our water? It's not like, fucked if, up when you follow like uh, how that happened as a, as an industry. If people want yeah. fluoride in their water, they can get it. There's mm-hmm. no need to introduce it. God, don't. I mean, that's a whole yeah, no. other rabbit hole to go down, but <laughs> fuck off. So getting back to COVID, uh, I got to make a small correction. I don't think this really matters, but All right. uh, I had theorized that Anthony Fauci had stepped down from uh, his role in the federal government. To avoid prosecution. To avoid being subpoenaed. Okay. He can still be subpoenaed. Okay. Yeah, he can still be prosecuted. Too. Thank God so for that. This is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, yeah. So for other reasons, he stepped down from government service because he's in the, uh, you know, service, the service a industry, a, a yeah, well, civil servant. Yeah. yeah. That's why he lives. I mean, he's in, worth $12.6 million dollars as a Honda. Yeah, his net worth, you know, doubled so, during the pandemic. But top um, ramen. Yeah. But thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> I started, so, I started getting in. Go ahead. Yeah. I started looking into a rabbit hole of Fauci and you know, he worked with the, we talked about, we kind of floated the notion, I think a couple episodes ago, we certainly have a narrative. We certainly have a perspective. I mean, particularly in regards to the pandemic and the vaccine, which is not a vaccine. And we started to kind of, or at least I have when I'm talking to people, because the vast majority of people around me disagree you know, with kind of my perspective on these things. And we, I just feel like we, this train continually rolls down the track. I'm like, oh, turns out we were right. Turns out we were right. Like, uh, remember that thing we we're talking about? Like, we're right, and it just kind of seems to happen over and over. I've gotten better in my mind with kind of compartmentalizing the kind of ideology that we kind of bandy about in here, and distill things down to just more like simple facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so when you, I guess this would be our little note card <laughs> that you take into any social gathering or whatever. And I was looking at just some of the stuff with the the CDC and just the timeline that they have. And then you talk to people because people say like, I don't, I've never, I don't, I, what you're talking about, I've never heard of. I was like, well, where, where do you get your information? Like uh, CNN, MSNBC, whatever. Like, okay. So as it pertains to the vaccine, you know that roughly 70, 70% of their ad revenue comes from pharmaceutical companies. I was like, no, I didn't know that. Like, okay, now that you do know that, can you see how that would maybe be problematic with them, you know, saying anything negative about the vaccine or what Dr. Fauci says? I mean, all these things are connected. And then you say, like, do you know the CDC gets half of its funding basically from the industry that they are in charge of overseeing? 
see that that could be kind of problematic everything that we know with how government corruption works and just people their eyes kind of glaze over and it's it's interesting to me when you bring up simple facts is i think people just have their heels dug I'd, you would you would have to <clears throat> jump over that first hurdle and this like ideological race in your head of admitting to yourself i've been wrong about everything mm-hmm. to the you know at this point and i got to start over and i yeah. can fully understand how someone can do that you know we talked about people that we know about watching died suddenly and they're like absolutely not i would not watch right. that and you, and you we and we talked about like if i was duped into taking that vaccine i don't know if i would want to yeah. these are people that i love i'm like i just i feel t- i don't i don't want you to see it man cuz i like i feel like i'm going to like bum you out if you if you watch this yeah um would you like to feel like you're in the year 2021 again <laughs> no <laughs> i mean are things really that different <laughs> well Los Angeles County just put out a warning that they're, they're going to bring the mask the, back. Renew the mask mandate. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, that's one of my predictions. I think the masks are going to come back this winter, and I think they're going to close down the schools again. So according to Barbara Ferrer, who is the public health director. And the model of healthy living. Oh, is she a fatty? No, she just looks like she hasn't seen sunlight and full, full Dracula. But you, would you care to guess why? I mean, it's obvious, right? Because COVID cases. Cases. Yeah. Cases of a disease that doesn't kill anybody. So I, I read through this whole article. And uh, yeah, the Los Angeles County's uh, weekly rate of new cases rose 185 per 100,000 residents, which is enough to push the county from the, quote, low virus activity level to the, quote, medium community level, as defined by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. Okay, so, so, so here's some simple facts. Let's say that you are just the average blue-pilled nitwit, and I'm talking to you. Um, here's what I say to you. How do you how do you know there's that many cases? How do they know that? Where do they get that number from? Right. Where like where how 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 do they come up with that number? Yeah, I don't know. Do you know? By there's got to be a way that I know right. you have COVID. Exactly. What you would presume is that they've tested using what test? The PCR test. Okay, the inventor of that test says that's not how that test is supposed yeah, to be used, yeah. and you have the threshold set at forty as opposed to something like twelve. I don't even think it's that. A- accurate though I don't think they're it's a, actually it's a fucking coin flip at this point I don't think they're actually using PCR tests on all these people to okay. determine that so we, I mean they weren't during the the heat height of the pandemic yeah when people were dying they didn't test them after they died to see if they had right. COVID they just presumed they probably did because of the, the it's, symptoms it's like the asymptomatic so, racism thing it's are they sick right no no you're sick you're sick you have COVID and this is now a health emergency I'm not n- none of us are sick so I went through this article and uh, they they talk about the case. On Thursday, the county reported 4,493 new cases of COVID, raising the cumulative total throughout the pandemic to 3,547,200 cases. 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 Okay. Then there's this paragraph here that says, the Department of Public Health also reported 14 additional deaths associated with COVID-19 on Thursday bringing the cumulative death toll to 34,199. Officials have said that the majority of COVID-related fatalities occurred in the elderly and those with pre-existing health conditions. Really? (laughs) 
but I don't understand <laughs> 14 additional deaths. Like they go, I have all these statistics in this article and then they just say, well, 14 additional deaths. What was that for a month? Was that for the year? Was that just on Thursday? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's, is that it's while also, you wrote this article? <laughs> it's also impossible to justify. Yeah. You know, and then th- their quote that just drives me fucking crazy. And I have to keep going back and like finding the, what, what backs up our point of view right. on this. And I want to save it so that it never gets erased from the internet. But they say in here that, um, <clears throat> we know shit. Where is it? The reason while indoor wet mask wearing is only strongly recommended in the county, masks are still required here. Shit, dude, I'm totally blowing it right now because I had. It. Anyways, I'll paraphrase. They say in here, like we need to do, we need to bring back these uh, uh, mask mandates because we need to do what we know is effective in preventing. Here it is. Given. Yes. Okay. Given both the increases in hospitalizations and the lack of certainty in the winter trajectory of COVID-19, which, okay, just take that. Given both the increase in hospitalizations and the lack of certainty in the winter trajectory of COVID-19. Oh, you, you're not sure what the winter trajectory of COVID-19 is? Why? You don't have a crystal fucking ball? And that all of a sudden just occurred to you that you have no idea which way this thing's going to go? Given that, and the increase in hospitalizations, continuing some common sense mitigation strategies that we know work to limit transmission no, no, and you illness, don't know that including works, including masking, no, and being up to date on vaccines and boosters remain a very sensible approach. That's it remains a very so insane funny. thing to say. Yeah. So I, I, dude, I'm I, enjoying it at this point. <laughs> I, I, dude, there was a part of me because I saw the same thing that you're talking about. And I was like, I hope they fucking lock down. I hope they close the schools and I hope they make masks. Like, I hope it's just all like, it just, I want you people to keep fucking suffering until you fucking wake up. We're not going to do it. We never did. Like, we're no, I'm not. We, it's so exhausting. It's, it's the notion of the parallel economy. It's like, we set ourselves up where we're not buying into this shit. I do not want to have to go back to not wearing a mask <laughs> and fighting with every store owner and every manager and every Connor who works <clears throat> over at the market around the corner here. Yeah. It's just so fucking exhausting. But so remember when I brought up that, uh, article, there was 150 different, uh, studies showing how masks were not effective. Right. And then we even got somebody writing in on Instagram saying, Hey, can you give a link to that or whatever? Right. Well, I find myself doubting that because you hear over and 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 over again about yeah. how masks are effective. And I just like, no, they're not. I go into the hospital and my son is with me. He says, why do we have to put a mask on in here? And I tell him as loud as I can for everyone to hear because the hospital believes in superstition. We're surrounded by superstitious natives and, and they the, make the, the women rules. working there. No, it's not about superstition, sir. It's about safety. And I'm like, oh, really? Well, here, ma'am, I printed out all 150 um, studies for you. It's heavy. So you might want to get a cart to carry all this, but I was tempted to just like torture our listeners and read the title of every single one of these (laughs) articles. But this is from the Brownstone Institute. I'm just scrolling through the list right here. They have every single one listed a link to it and a, a short little summary of what each one is about. It's 150 fucking studies 
showing that masks do not work. Yeah. All right. Do not accept anyone telling you that masks work. They don't fucking work. All right. Unless you're wearing a goddamn gas mask, then fuck off. You're masking. And you couple that with what we always call the walk out the front door test is we anecdotally know there's fuckery going on. And we could tell in the very beginning, someone says you have to wear a mask. Why? So you don't spread COVID. So can I just take this bandana out of my pocket and loosely tie it around my face? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay. So what are we doing here? This is, this is, this is ritualistic behavior at this point, right? This is, when do we start quite, because if it, if they really were effective, it would be strictly enforced a specific kind of mask. You were wearing it correctly and on and on and on, but it's no, it's, it's, like you're putting, if it's really that dangerous, if we really, you know, this is going to not kill grandma if we do this correctly, you wouldn't have some 16 year old at the front of the store saying like, yeah, you're hunting bandana that's been in the back of your truck for six months. Just tie that around your face loosely. It might come, go below your nose or whatever, but that's fine. That's good enough. It's, it's, I don't know. This stuff's, I don't know. It's obvious to us, but it's just hilarious that people buy into this. I think it's also... A lot of people do it as it's just they're making a philosophical or political statement. It's I'm part of the tribe, and that's we've talked about before with just the notion of ritualistic behavior and what Matthias Desmond wrote is all this free floating anxiety in, in our society and uh, with the whole notion of mass formation psychosis. And let me say this too: like if if anyone out there is getting tired of hearing us talk about COVID. We are too. Good. <laughs> I wish we could talk about something but else. But this shit is not going away. And if you, yeah. we're not beating a dead horse. We're not just trying to talk about the thing that, that we like to talk about. This shit is alive and well. And they are not letting it go. And so neither are we. And just, you know, I'm going to play this super cut right here just to remind you of the people who are selling you this bullshit and how manipulative and dishonest they are and how much money they made every fucking word they say to you covid if you have these vaccinations vaccinated people do not carry the virus don't get sick getting those shots out for five to 11 year olds is going to provide a lot of comfort to american families horses barely running over people being strapped a horrific video of the cbp officers on horse on horses using brutal and inappropriate measures against innocent people we have a secure border. The border is, in fact, secure. The border is closed. The border is secure. The border is secure. The border is closed. We've been unequivocal in that. On the issue of Afghanistan. And to that end, we have seen a successful drawdown of the embassy. I think it's irresponsible to <laughs> Americans are stranded. They are not. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what uh, they're doing in in Georgia. This is all about people and working folks and ordinary folks that I grew up with from being able to vote. The reconciliation package would cost zero dollars. The cost of these bills in terms of adding to the deficit is zero. Some have expressed publicly that they're not comfortable with the 3.5, even though zero costs zero dollars. Zero. Zero. Kind of missed Jen Zero. Saki. This bill is fully paid for. Easy on the It will not raise taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 a year. Let me say oh, that again. Crystal yeah. clear. No one making less than $400,000 a year will pay a single additional penny in tax for all these things that were in the in, in the Build Back Better plan. If you're a husband and wife, school teacher, My tax and a cop. Definitely said otherwise this year. <laughs> 
this, uh, yeah, we, I guess one of the points that I like to drive home that we try to talk about is that we talked about this on the last episode with that, with our guest is I feel like people, it makes you, you know, you're talking about, you read these mass studies and you start to feel like you're the crazy one. Yeah. You're just like, I just, I don't understand it. Like, yep. That's how I've been feeling lately. That's how I've been feeling. I mean, for years, I, I mean, decades, really. Like, like, two years, <laughs> 10. <laughs> but especially as it, cause everything got played out to like, as an glaring example during the pandemic, cause people just attributed this like religious zeal to it. And just this weird, like religious, like fundamentalism to it. And that's where we saw all that like ritualistic behavior. It's just, it just, this makes no sense to me. Well, how is this bandana doing anything on my face? Why are you making me wear this? Like, why, why are we standing six feet apart? Like, is, is that really doing anything? If this is that bad, everything should be closed down. There should be no stores. Everyone should be in their house, which is, I'm not calling for that. I'm just saying like, yeah, and they're calling be, this the most deadly thing. There in the should world. be people dying all over the place. Yes, which well, there's that too. I don't see any. No. Well, we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if you listen to the last episode, so think about if someone were to come out and say, "This is the most deadly pandemic. Like this is going to be one of the worst things that we've seen in centuries." And we're talking about closing down schools and shutting down business just local businesses, not big businesses mm -hmm. and shutting everything down. And you're going to wear, you know, the, the chin diaper and the whole gloves and sanitizer and everything. Basically I made a list like here's, here's all the ways you can completely ruin your immune system. We're going to need you to do those things because this is the most deadly thing ever, which is what we're seeing now. Everyone is sick as fuck with some bizarre ass. Don't you look at the, like the guy that works at the grocery store. Every time you go in there, he has the mask on. Don't you look at him and just like think, that can't be good for you, dude. Yes. Like, stop. Yeah. You're really hurting yourself. And by the way, when the fuck are we going to get rid of the plastic shield <laughs> that's at every grocery store now? Like, now they're just starting to, like, post things on it, like Lost Cat. And, yeah. like, it's just this weird, like, leftover that they can't ever I, get rid I of. I actually it. tell I, to every store that I go to, which is actually, we're talking about immune system. Mine is, like, 10 out of 10. As I tell everyone, I was like, until you take these things down, I'm going to lick them every time I come in here. <laughs> just lick my way across it. Hey, Mark. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Ran out of milk again. <laughs> so if this truly was like the most deadly pandemic, like what, would when you're first th this, I listed some of this stuff out and this is like, this is when I see things. This is so such an indicator that mm. you guys knew this was fuckery, like way ahead of the game. Oh, like, I like this. I like where you're going with this. And it's, I was going to play my conspiracy clip and I was like, this isn't conspiracy. These are simple facts. I tell you, just look, we look need a reality clip. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something all the tour guides will tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's so why before, right when they did the vaccine rollout, why did the CDC immediately go to work and start changing the definitions of everything that was technically involved? They changed the definition of vaccine, of vaccination, of herd immunity, of immunity, of immunization. Like why? Why would you have to do that? They've been the same for decades. Great point. Yeah. So this is you can look this up. In May of 2018, this is what a vaccine was. It shows that agencies 
previous definition of a vaccine was a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease, protecting the person from that disease. Immunity so, and protecting. Yes. Two key parts of that. <laughs> yes. And they changed that in 2021, a preparation that is used to stimulate the body's immune response against diseases. Like, look, that's the new definition. Let's get this quote unquote vaccine in people. And they changed the definition of vaccine. So I tell people, these are facts. I'm not, this isn't from InfoWars or deep in 4chan or telegram. Like you can look this up. It's on government websites. I mean, even you can go on a Miriam Webster and it shows when they change things. Yeah. And you know, they too change the definition. So when people ask, actually my new thing is, and someone goes, are you vaccinated? No. And neither are you. <laughs> none, none of us are. Yes, that's good. I like that. <laughs> it's, it makes you realize that when you look at what they retroactively did, when you look at the timeline, which these, these things are easy to find, it's like you guys knew that this vaccine wasn't a vaccine. And it wasn't that, you know, you can find timelines you know, pretty much anywhere right now that show the a, a, a succession of headlines. It's a hundred percent efficacy, 99, 98, 97. It goes all the way down to 7% e- efficacy. <laughs> it's like actual like New York times and, you know, Newsweek and the Washington post, you know, it's, these are the, the like I'm trying to say, like, these are the facts that you show to people. Like, can you explain this to me? Why do they change the definition? Like, why do the efficacy rate? And I'm not trying to, we, we're not gifted with like keen insight or special information. No, but I feel like we're jackasses. All, yeah. And all we have, all we have, our greatest weapon is just number one, complete skepticism. And number two, a complete distrust of all authority. And that's where we got to where we're at in the very beginning. And our good looks and good dance moves. There's that too, but it doesn't come across in the podcast. That's why we're switching to video here soon, folks. So stay tuned on (laughs) Rockfit and Odyssey. Bitch, YouTube YouTube won't have us. But is you tell people these things, and I go like, look, we got these right. Like, not we're not geniuses, but just like I just don't trust. Like you guys, all I have is pattern recognition, and like you guys have been wrong about everything. Like, why would I keep listening to you? And like that's why we got we knew that they were going to keep the schools closed, the school break. We knew that masks didn't work. We knew social distancing didn't work. We knew the vaccine didn't have the efficacy rate that they said. We knew the vaccine was going to have detrimental effects. We knew that the lockdowns, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve was going to be bullshit. We knew the virus wasn't that dangerous. We knew that people weren't dying in masks. Yeah, how do you know that? Because I literally was in in an MMA gym rolling around in someone's sweat a couple times a week. Like, you... I'm the test case for like, yeah, whatever's out there. Like, uh, let's, let's try my hand at it. See if I can survive or not. We and knew it wasn't affecting children. Despite it wasn't affecting push children to get children sh- the, the shot. And then after the CDC changed those de- definitions, you know, step number three, what did they do? They, sh- they made sure that legislation was in place to shield the pharmaceutical companies from any financial liability for vaccine adverse deaths or effects. It's like, so now where we are is you guys knew the vaccine wasn't, wasn't effective and you knew it wasn't safe. Otherwise, why would you do that? Right. They had legislation in place. You can't, they have something, do you know there's such thing as, it's called a vaccine court? Yeah. So if you get like the polio vaccine where, yes. and it's extreme, it's basically, they call it a kangaroo court, but they've already given out $44 billion 
in in compensation for people with them and mm-hmm. not not the COVID vaccine, but this other stuff. Right. But they galvanize and strengthen that legislation, specifically saying that the COVID vaccine that no no one's on the hook for it if this thing goes south. Right. And and it is. Yeah, that and that forty four billion that they've given out is a drop in the bucket for how many claims there were. Yeah. Against Correct. these Correct. all these pharmaceutical companies are they do a lot of harm. In fact, they get in a lot of trouble. They they pay more in fines than like any other right. uh, big business. Mm-hmm. They've been sued. The, the, even though there's a limited liability that you're allowed to take against them, these vaccine courts have still paid out $44 billion to people mm-hmm. for their vaccines. I mean, it's not like what they're doing is really all that yeah. safe or <laughs> reputable. <laughs> And like I said, it, I I just didn't have much, you know many thoughts on vaccines before this, and I saw the way just the complete fuckery involved in. I have a few now in the coat. Yes, <laughs> I was supposed to get a. I got hit up by the doctor to have my shingles shot. I was like, I'm fucking not touching that shit. Hell no! <laughs> I was like, I had shingles three years ago. Not pleasant. But where where do you stand on it. tetanus? Tetanus shot? Because huh. in our line of work, yeah. It's good to have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, beats lockjaw. (laughs) Lockjaw makes you look tough, though. I always thought. (laughs) Do you know that lockjaw will kill you? Yes. It's not just lockjaw, but your whole body. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds gnarly. So I, I, I haven't gotten mine in a while, but. But that's something that I never would have even thought about. I'm scared. Three years ago. I'd have been like, oh, no, of course you get your tetanus yeah. shot. That'd be ridiculous if you didn't. But now I'm like skeptical of everything. It lasts 10 years, but I used to get it every five years because inevitably I'd get a nail like, yeah. in my leg or something and have to, you know, just get it updated. But I'm scared to do it now. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So as we talked to, we had our guest on last week and he was talking about this 500,000 excess death, excess death, mortality rate. And by, if you look at, we're looking, and I listened back to that, he said per year, per year. That's insane. That's insanity. Yeah. So we, the, we looked at some, we cross referenced that with some other insurance statistics. There are, there's quite a bit of data that's suggesting we're looking at a 40% increase in excess mortality, which is a fucking wild number. I mean, that's just pure data. The guy we talked to, you know, he was a statistics guy. My 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 business model and and no, yes. relies entirely on me having honest, pure statistics, yeah. and then I interpret those numbers, and we make an adjustment to stay profitable as a business. Yeah, as we say, the, the house always wins. That's why you know that's why we've been in business for over a hundred years, where we're like one of the largest companies probably in the world, mm-hmm. or at least in the country. Is it's just interpreting raw data, and we're looking at that same data too. And we were like, we're all seeing the same thing. So wingnuts like us and a statistician are coming or arriving to like the same things, you know, albeit by, you know, a different you know, ideology, you know, we're getting there from like everything they're saying is a lie. And this vaccine is going to fucking kill people is here is kind of my long winded Liberty tree prediction. Okay. And I think I'm already seeing this is we are going to be seeing right now, it's pretty much irrefutable. There's no argument. Like we know these people personally at this point with the heart attacks and the strokes and the clots and people dying, you know, at young ages, you know, like unexplained things happening. And I think it's going to get to the point where even the blue pilled NPCs got to go like, 
okay, I give. Like, you're right. This stuff is happening. Is there's going to be a coordinated push and a very extensive propaganda campaign to explain these all away as being a symptom of long COVID. Yeah, that and sounds I right. I think we're going to start seeing that. <clears throat> because that can that can affect anyone, whether you're vaccinated or not. Mm-hmm. Quote, air quote, vaccinated, whether you have the <clears throat> shot or not, you can still get COVID. And so they can easily blame every excess death on COVID. Correct. So yeah. here's what I want to tell people. And I mean, I mean, frankly, they could be right. We don't. It would be hard to to prove that they're not right. Yeah, about that. Uh, I th- I think I think it's from the vaccine. The way to prove that it is is that all of these this shit like they showed and died suddenly, uh, all the blood clots and everything. Yeah, and the, the the movie didn't do a good job of this, but the way to show it is that say like obviously all of these blood clots, everything this gross shit that you're seeing us pull out of these cadavers. Mm-hmm came only from vaccinated that's what we're going to say people it's like right. we'll, at the end of the day we'll look solution. like what was that person vaccinated how many boosters did they have that person was not vaccinated right. i mean it's going to be a pretty easy math to do given that the data is honest but here's the message that i want to i give mean you. that is kind of the hole in your prediction what do you mean well it's just so easy to disprove if you can actually get to the cases and make find out right. that this these odd this myocarditis and the strokes and the blood clots and everything were only happening to people who are vaccinated yeah yeah that that would be uh yeah easy thing for us and people to make documentaries <laughs> yes. to look at but uh, that's never going to happen I'm not saying that your your prediction is going to be is I think 100% right on yeah. the easy proof to your prediction though is doing that which the media will never do, Mm-mm. and therefore no one will ever hear it. And you know, obviously the, the hugest moneyed corporations and uh, political elites in the world are going to resist that till their dying day. So what I want to say, I agree with what you're saying. And we are involved in a battle, a battle of messaging and communication. And what I want, so if you've made it this far in the podcast, I'm assuming that you agree roughly with what we're saying. Uh, if you don't agree with what we're saying, this message is for you. For the rest of you, this is the message that you need to give to people. We need to learn from what has happened. It doesn't benefit anyone from us just going like, see, we are right. See, we are right. See, we are right. Great. Wonderful. That doesn't help humanity. It doesn't help society. It doesn't. Yeah, help that's the- what you're telling around a campfire with the <laughs> rubble of civilizations just <laughs> <Yeah>. smoldering around <laughs> you. <laughs> Is to your like NPC blue pilled friends, your family around, you know, maybe at, even at the holiday dinner. Is like, th- th- here's here's kind of what I want you to take away from this: long COVID is not a thing, right? Right. Long COVID is the boogeyman. It's the medical version of hate speech. It's just it's like in Joe versus the volcano when he was like diagnosed with a brain cloud, a brain cloud, right? It's fabricated completely in the abstract as a way to create a boogeyman for like people that like, I don't like that information. I want to ignore the truth. It's hate speech or that's long COVID. I mean, this is cultural Marxism one one And if you tell people like you're, you're, you're what you're saying right now, it makes you a cultural Marxist. And they're like, Number one, well, I don't know what that is, and I'm definitely not a Marxist, and I don't know what you're talking about. Like, no, step one of cultural Marxism is you have to 
rip down the idea, the very notion of subjective truth. And the reason you have to do that is that their ideas, the ideas of Marxism and cultural Marxism, they don't stand, they don't hold water. And if, as you hold it up to the existing paradigm as an existing, as, as a comparative measure, it'd be laughable. Like this system doesn't work. That's why people say like, I'm not going to argue with you using truth and facts this, or that's my truth or like truth is a version of white supremacy or statistics are a version, you know, a racist or whatever. It's like, you're saying that like you're trying to paint me with the, a, a very, very nasty and ugly brush. And the reason why you're doing that, not because you think that I'm a white supremacist or racist, you're doing that because I have facts and data and what you're saying doesn't hold up to what I'm saying. That's why that, that's where that demonization comes from of like just trying to dismantle the entire like thought paradigm and then we're going to build this shitty new system. So I'm making a long kind of way about like, this is what long COVID is going to be. That's my prediction is long COVID is going to be the new hate speech or, you know, white supremacy or uh, my truth, whatever it is, is all these unexplained deaths because people are so dug in their heels and they got, like, I can't, I've, I've had my fourth booster. I can't bring myself to admit that this thing is poisoning and killing people. You're like, no, it's long COVID. That's why we need to lock down again. We need to have yeah. masks. That's why, that's why you, you, it's you people that aren't vaccinated. This is why all these things are happening only to vaccinated people. Oddly <laughs> enough. Right. Yeah. It's the, it's the asymptomatic racism. It's the asymptomatic symptoms. Right. Yep. And so just do not believe your eyes. We, do not believe. Your yeah, ears. we need you. You know, we need you to not believe your own eyes. And so when you talk to these people and, and someone tells you like, yeah, it's crazy. All these people dying from long COVID and you go like, we're, this is for you. And not only for you, but this is for the, the Anthony Fauci's and the Scott Gottlieb's and the Rochelle Walensky's and the Gavin Newsom's and the cackling fucking Yentas on the view and Jimmy Kimmel's and the Stephen Colbert Colbert as all those people that received, you know, over $50 million from the CDC is a propaganda campaign to promote the vaccine. This is for all you people. It's like, you guys got everything wrong. You got masks wrong. You got vaccine efficacy wrong. You got social distancing wrong. You got the school lockdowns wrong. You got the vaccine safety wrong. It's like, now they're saying COVID. Like, you stop. This is what we're saying. Stop. Long COVID. Long COVID. Stop listening to these people. They're wrong, and they're going to be wrong again. detrás de una huerta que da la vuelta a su casa y cuando le chiflo se asoma luego y va, me besa y me abraza la monta en mi cuaco la llevo muy lejos corriendo por la vereda Llama su flaco y le doy muchos besos detrás de la nopalera. Me acerco a su oído, le empiezo a cantar. Chatita querida, no me hagas penar, yo soy tu ranchero. <risa> <risa>